Welcome to Health Now from WebMD. I'm your host, Carrie Gann. We have a great show for you today, but first, I want to ask you for a favor. Please subscribe to this podcast, if you don't already, that is. Also, take a second to rate and review our show in your podcast app, especially if you're a regular listener. That will help other people find us. We'd really appreciate it. Okay, let's get started. It's the beginning of July. The majority of states are in the process of reopening after the COVID-19 quarantine, and a few are fully open. But we hear every day about how case numbers are rising, and some states like Texas and big cities like Miami are even pausing their reopening as COVID-19 case numbers rise. With that in mind, we wanted to check in with WebMD's chief medical editor, Dr. Michael Smith, about how safe it is out there. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Smith. It's great to be here. One of the biggest safety messages that we hear consistently these days is that if you need to go out, you really need to be wearing a mask. Can you give us an update on this topic? I know we hear about it pretty much on a daily basis at this point. Yeah, I mean, simply wear them. You know, masks aren't going to solve this problem, but neither is social distancing or the vaccine or medications to treat COVID. It's all of these things that are going to work together to help us beat this, and we will. But as far as masks, by wearing them any time you may not be able to be socially distant from others, you're helping all of us, your entire community, control this virus. So it it really isn't about you, it's about everyone. Because if one of us chooses not to wear a mask, that may be the door the virus needs to continue on its path. Because you could at any point become exposed and hopefully you'll never know it, meaning you won't get sick. The problem is you can still spread it. Or maybe you get a very mild infection that you think is just a cold. But based on what we know about the virus, you would spread it to anywhere from maybe two people to potentially as many as six people. And chances are, unfortunately, at least one of those people would get a serious illness from it. I know me personally, I certainly don't want that on my shoulders. So even though I may not be at high risk, I have people I care very much about that are. And I wanna do everything to ensure I don't spread it at all. Is it a bit uncomfortable? Of course. And yes, you may feel a little self-conscious wearing one when others aren't. I mean, we know men are afraid of not looking cool. Young people are less likely to wear them because they, they feel like they're at low risk of getting sick. But again, It's just not about you. So personally, I say take pride in the fact that you're doing what you can, even if you're not at high risk. And I know there are a surprising number of people out there that actually think masks don't work or are harmful. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of honesty here. Honestly, what we think as individuals really doesn't mean much. Base your action on what we know based on science, research, medical experts, really not just on your own personal opinion, because the unfortunate truth is our personal opinion may actually have devastating effects. And remember, we're not talking about wearing a mask all the time, but just when needed, when you can't be socially distant, not in your car, not in your home, not when you're out for a walk when no one else is around. So the time you wear a mask for most of us should be minimal because we still need to focus on being socially distant whenever possible. 
Right. I'm, I'm thinking of the times that I actually put on a mask. Now that you say that, it's maybe once or twice a week at this point, just because I'm not really going anywhere. I'm just kind of staying at home most of the time. So that's, yeah. And think about, I mean, there are some people at grocery store workers that do have to wear them more frequently. And thank, thankfully for us, that's they true. are wearing them. For most of us, it should be few and far between. Right. That's true. If you have the luxury to be able to just kind of stick around your home and not have to go many places, then that's, that's a good thing. Um, and that's what we should still be doing. Right. Well, and to that point, and you mentioned this a couple of minutes ago, masks alone, when you're in a situation where you can't be socially distant from someone else, I'm thinking like nail salons and gyms and restaurants and bars, a lot of places that people are sort of kind of itching to get back to. Is a mask alone enough to keep you safe in those situations? Because, you know, pre-pandemic in those environments, you were right there next to people. Absolutely. No, it's not enough. A mask is, is not enough. But that's why even in those circumstances, we want to be socially distant when we can. But when that's not possible, then add a mask to your protection. That doesn't mean you should forget about all the other things that we can do to, to offer protection even further. But if we do these things, we can still be quite protected even when going to the nail salon or the gym or wherever there are other people. But we do have to expect things to be different. You know, nail salons, other, other places where people are likely to be close to you, they should be following CDC guidelines, which means they'll be screen, screening their employees for COVID symptoms. They'll probably screen you too when you give them a call. They may even take your temperature when you arrive. These things aren't alone foolproof, but yet they add yet another way to help protect everyone. Like, you know, the waiting areas may actually now be, honestly, maybe your car. They may ask you to wait in your car until the nail technician is ready to see you. Even there, people should still be sitting at least six feet apart. And honestly, if they're not, if it were me, I would probably find another nail salon. Right. They should have on a mask, but you should too. There's still no reason not to have a mask on, even if you're seated more than six feet away from it. The nail tech is obviously closer than that to you. You know, even with the plexiglass barrier that they'll probably have between you and the technician, hmm. still wear the mask. Now, of course, the gym could be more challenging, obviously, because people tend to move more freely around. But some gyms are even taking reservations to minimize the number of people there at any time. Locker rooms may be closed, so check on that if that's something you use. And really, we can still be safe and be healthy. Just sanitize anything before and after you use it. Don't share anything that can't be sanitized in between uses. I know it seems like a lot, but all of these things add up to offering you the best possible protection while we still get back to living our lives. Right. Um, speaking of getting back to our lives, one thing we'll probably be doing as we venture out more is making our way back to the doctor since, you know, a lot of people canceled visits that were supposed to happen in the last three months or so. What do you think a doctor visit will look like in the near future? Well, I think one thing that will stick around, you know, because both doctors and patients have realized that telemedicine is a great way to still deliver care under the right circumstances. I actually had my first telemedicine doctor visit with my rheumatologist a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Now that's when you're talking to your doctor or healthcare professional through video chat. Right. It was very interesting. She had me, you know, do certain maneuvers myself alone in my room. 
contact, she could help get an idea of how I was functioning for me, what my condition is, bend down and touch your toes to make sure you're still really flexible. Now, there are still certain ways they can examine you and find out how you're doing. Now, I'm not going to say it's the same as being face-to-face -face because there's a lot to be said for that doctor-patient relationship that way, but it's a really useful and very convenient way to conduct a doctor's visit for both parties. So I think telemedicine will actually be bigger than ever before, even once the pandemic is over. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point, in many, really most places, there's really no reason to put off medical care at this point, even if it's elective. Many elective procedures and, and what you may consider elective may still be something that worsens your health over time. So talk to your doctor to see if whatever treatment that you have been waiting for might be a good time to get back to that. Because most hospitals and doctors really offices are open, but in some cases, the way they're providing care has changed a bit. First off, we're back to wearing your mask if you're going in, right? Protect yourself and others. It will obviously be tough to be socially distant until you get into the exam room. So keep your mask on until that point. And really, even then, it's worth keeping it on because as doctors and nurses, we really don't know when we might have been exposed. Hmm. The office staff will probably screen you for symptoms on the phone. They may even have you wait in your car like we were talking about, like at the nail salon. Now, there's no one right way to do this, but hospitals and doctor's offices really are doing everything they can to still provide the care that people need while keeping you as safe as possible. It's what we do, right? But for a while, be prepared. Your doctor's office will certainly be a bit different. I want to switch gears a little. For many people, you know, the time spent in quarantine has actually had some surprising health benefits. Maybe you're sleeping better. Maybe you're cooking more meals at home. And those meals are probably a little healthier for you than eating in a restaurant and, you know, finding time to work out more. But that's definitely not true for everyone. Some people are gaining weight. Some of us are sleeping less. Maybe you're sitting all day for work or you're full of stress and anxiety because you've lost your job or you know someone who has uh, the, the virus, are there some things you can suggest that would help people in this situation feel a little better? Yeah, this is probably not going to be what people expect me to say, but let's first say we know there's a lot going on out there. We all feel it every day. Someday it feels honestly like it's just yet another thing and it's never going to end. But here's the thing, we have a choice. It's within our control how we respond to what's happening out there. Now, we often can't affect what's going on around us, but we do have control over our response mentally and physically to whatever's going on. You know, many of us feel a lack of control over all these things around us, and honestly, that's true for much of it. But to me, it feels really good to at least know that I have control over something. And that's the energy that I choose to put out into the world to affect those around me. I could choose to complain, whine, point fingers, scream. And at times, honestly, we're all going to, going to do that. But I could also choose to lift others up, inspire others, partner with those around me, and do everything I can to surround people with love and positivity. Now, I'm certainly not saying it's always easy. But the more you practice it, it's, it's what we call living above the line. The more you practice it, it becomes a habit. So here's how you can start doing that. Just start by putting whatever negative feelings you have about what you haven't accomplished or the weight you've gained or whatever is weighing heavily on you, 
focus on making that task and changing your tune, which I mean, what you say to yourself and what you say to others, changing your future. I've been practicing this living above the line for a few years and, and it still takes practice. So right. simply what this means is being open, curious, and committed to learning. That's what we mean living above the line rather than being defensive, closed to other possibilities or closed to what other people think. This is really important, committed to being right. I think that's really important right now because you see a lot of conversations going on out there. You might call them arguments that people are solely committed to being right. That's, that's the kind very of thing true. we need to get away from. So at any given time, stop. Just see where you are above or below the line. It's not about never being below the line. It's just really about if you find you are below, work on shifting your mindset to being above. It takes work, but will absolutely change how you perceive everything around you and, and how you choose to respond to it. That's so true. I feel like, especially around this topic, people think, uh, to your point earlier, you know, we feel like we're the experts. We feel like we know what's best for us personally, and we feel like we're right. But it's it's worth it to uh, maybe take a step back from that and and be a little more curious about um, what's going on around you and open. Absolutely, you will feel better. Others around you will feel better. It's just a it's a it's a much healthier place to to go. Right. Um, what about those of us who? may have had a handle on our unhealthy habits before COVID-19 hit, but we found ourselves backsliding a little bit in the last few months. All right. So we were just talking about mindset. So once you start working on your mindset, honestly, making healthy choices again will become much easier. Truth is when you're overwhelmed mentally, it's just astronomically harder to focus on making healthy choices. And let's be honest unhealthy choices are easier. Right. We may temporarily feel better when we eat a bowl of mac and cheese, but in the end, we ultimately will feel worse mentally and physically, but the truth is they take less effort. So I would recommend people just choose one thing. Maybe it's making healthier food choices, incorporating a little more physical activity into your day, setting aside five to 10 minutes for meditation, reading something on personal development, I love all of these things, but don't try to do them all right now. Choose one and go all in on that one thing. Once you've got that down, then you can challenge yourself to add one more healthy habit. And I would really encourage everyone to not wait anymore. Don't wait till this all is all behind us. Unfortunately, this is not going away for quite some time. That's Hopefully a good point. <laughs> you know, it's, we could have about six, you know, I don't know. Who knows? No, no great crystal <laughs> ball deal. Yeah, we can't make, up, can't make predictions, but. Probably beginning at earliest, beginning of next year when we have a vaccine. That's what it's looking like so far. So, but now we, we can go ahead and start focusing on what will help us get through this better. It'll also help you help others around you. And when it's over, I honestly feel you'll be so much happier you gave time to focusing on creating a healthier you. But keep it simple, choose something that's easy, and build from there. As you mentioned before, I mean, this is such a time of heightened stress, especially for some folks who maybe have lost a job or lost a loved one even to the, to the illness. I just feel like people kind of use 
this pandemic as an excuse to really lean heavily on those sort of comfort behaviors. Um, yep. Maybe is there a way to think about like other ways you can think about finding comfort or solace for yourself that maybe don't lean so heavily on those, those habits that you might feel sorry about later on? That's where I think choosing one thing. I mean, honestly, if you were to just choose, think about whatever it is in your life that you feel you've backtracked on, that you used to make better choices. It, it may be, it may not even have anything to do with specifically physical or mental, mental health, just whatever it is that you feel like you used to do and now you're not doing. Take one little baby step towards making that happen. Like push everything else out and just focus singularly on this one little thing. I mean, I'm a huge fan of big audacious goals. But right now, let's be honest, if you're struggling and the thought of how the heck am I supposed to focus on me is completely overwhelming right now, it's just not the time for huge goals. But it is the perfect time for goals that move you in the right direction now. I mean, I, honestly, I'm not one to usually dissuade anyone from taking as big a step forward as you possibly can, but be honest with yourself. Ask yourself, what are you up for? But also, don't make excuses for yourself. What's your go-to excuse? We all have them. Is it time? Is that really the issue? Honestly, it really is. Yes. Motivation? <laughs> yeah, maybe you feel you're not motivated. Then take a step back and figure out why it is that what you, you know what it is that you really want, why you want it. And ultimately, this is really it does boil down to be this simple. Ultimately, you have to make a decision about whatever it is that you think is standing in your way. Is that more important than what you want? I'm not, again, not saying it's easy, but ultimately, it really is about those priorities. Right. Let's take activity, for example. You'd like to get more active and start walking more. Awesome. Let's do that. You know, honestly, why not start today? Set a time. You're going to go for a five-minute walk. That's it. Honestly, even if you're up for more, don't do it. Leave yourself wanting more. It might be easy, and that's perfect. You'll be more inclined to do it again tomorrow save more for then, then you can increase your goals six minutes a day, baby steps, honestly, just move forward. And there will really be a big payoff in the end. Speaking of goals, I feel like weight loss is probably a common one. Um, I've heard lots of people talking about a different sort of COVID-19, the 19 pounds of extra weight or however right. many pounds of extra weight you've put on during quarantine. Um, any thoughts on how we can start to work on slimming down a little bit while we're uh, still sticking around home most of the time or should be? Yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, if your goal right now is to lose some of those COVID pounds, your best approach is to focus on what you eat and what you don't eat because weight loss is 80 to 90% nutrition. That's why so many people hit the gym, not that you're necessarily hitting the gym now, but you're hitting it maybe in your living room, whatever you're doing, <laughs> and people get frustrated because they're not losing weight. Weight loss comes from the kitchen not the gym. So hmm. given that many of us have turned to those comfort foods, which I honestly think cause more discomfort than comfort, but since that's what many of us have opted for the last few months, I'd focus there. Mm -hmm. Start phasing those foods out. Get those high carb, high fat foods out of your diet. It'll not only have a big effect on your waistline, honestly, there's such a direct correlation between how you feel physically and how you feel mentally. Even alcohol as well, I think 
Absolutely. We think alcohol relaxes us and calms us, but in reality, it disrupts our sleep. We feel worse. We get tired. Oh, I think I need another drink because I don't feel good. You know, it's just that cycle of, of feeling like something makes us feel better, but in reality, it's actually causing more harm than good to us, both physically and mentally. So, and I would just, you know, choose a healthy snack over those comfort foods just once a day. And you, you'll really see not only an effect on your waistline, but really how you feel. And if, if you're really worried about your weight, I would encourage you also not to get too attached to the scale because it won't move as fast as you want it to. Right. <laughs> right. Don't hop on the scale every day. The emotional effects of doing that will actually stall your weight loss because of the stress that it's going to cause. Control what you can control. Control your choices and the scale will follow. How often would you recommend people step on the scale? Is it like every no, week? No more than every week because it oh, really okay. doesn't matter. Even if someone is on a hardcore weight loss journey, on any given day, your weight can go up, down, or stay the same. And people feel like they've been great choices. They get on the scale, they gained a half a pound. Too many people throw their hands up and give up because they think it's not working. But no, that's just naturally what your body is going to do. And you will still even have weeks where it doesn't, the scale doesn't move. This is, this is definitely a long-term journey. That's why you got to really focus on not, not getting attached to that scale because it will ultimately lead to frustration. That's right. All right. Good advice for everybody to keep in mind as you're maybe turning your eye to being a little bit healthier this summer. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. One more thing before we go, though. Please make sure you've subscribed to our show so you don't miss any of our great episodes. And just a reminder that you can keep up with WebMD's coverage on coronavirus and all things health and wellness on our social channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hope you'll join us next time. Thank you.